Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everybody said revival. Man, we're in a three-day revival. Well, actually, it's more days than that. Saturday, they're having prayer meeting, and then Sunday morning and Sunday night. It's going to be great. Of course, Zachary and Jeremiah the next two nights. And I'll be flying out tomorrow to preach a two-night conference in Stone Mountain, Georgia. So that means these young men are going to be on their own, and they're going to need your help. Amen. Getting here because I'm their number one supporter when they're preaching. I'm over there making a lot of noise and shouting amen at every line and every sentence and every word. So amen. You got it? Sister Varnum seems to think you can handle it. (laughs) She she seems to think you're up to it. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. We're going to let you hear from both these young men tonight just for a few minutes. Amen. And they'll be preaching the next two nights on their own, bringing a word from the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah, I guess if tomorrow uh, or Friday night he's preaching, be his third time this week. He's about to go full time into the ministry here. <laughs> Amen. Both of these young men have been praying and fasting and seeking God, not only just for their ministries in general, but especially for these next two nights. I know last year, I preach Wednesday night, and then they preach the next two nights, and I was feeling the pressure by Sunday. I really had to up my game. Amen. Jeremiah, come, share a good word with us. Tell us something good from the Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, I feel a miracle in here. Y'all believe in miracles? Y'all believe something good can happen? It doesn't matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter the problem. But I've got a God that can make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. Amen. Let everything shout unto the Lord. Well, as soon as I stepped foot on this platform, the first word that came to my mind was simply this. Turn around. There is going to be a turnaround shift in this revival. It's going to go from dark to victory. It's going to go from sickness to healed. I believe that. It's going to go from a mess to a miracle. There's going to be a turnaround. And that's the point. That's the premise for revival. From the sinner to be saved. From the prostitute to be saved. Come on. I feel like something good's going to happen. Oh, I believe that here tonight. You believe that? Looking forward in faith. Isaiah 55, 11 speaks of the word of God that will go forth and returns not void of its purpose. We're about to hear the word of God. And over the next two nights, we'll be meeting again to see what God would say to us. But we know in Genesis 1, we know throughout scripture that The word of God, God's word is creative. It is life. I believe that for someone here tonight, that whatever you've walked through those doors with, that whatever you're here, whatever situation you're facing, that the word of God that will come across this pulpit tonight can change your life, can breathe life into your situation, can bring a turnaround into your life. Give the Lord some high praise if you receive the good word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
talk's going to be great. They're like their father. We're not long-winded preachers. We don't preach a long time. I think Sunday morning I preached about as long as I've preached in the last few years, but I had a lot of material to get through 23 slides. You know, that's not easy to get through in 30 minutes. Amen. But praise the Lord. If you have your Bible tonight, the book of Jude, chapter 1, Jude, all the way over there in the New Testament, right before the book of Revelation. The book of Jude has only has one chapter, Jude chapter 1. So we'll be looking at chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Amen. I've been excited about what God has been doing in these revival meetings. Jude 1 and 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most Holy faith. Everybody say holy faith. faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. I want to preach, teach, teach, inspire, impart, and deliver tonight about the most holy faith. Most holy faith. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand. And Lord, let it not just be an academic approach. But Lord, I pray there will be impartation and manifestation. Purify our faith. Allow our faith, Lord, to become more what it's supposed to be. Concentrated faith. Allow it to be faith that is in its greatest form and highest level. To move the greatest mountains, the biggest obstacles, bring the greatest dimension of deliverance. I release the gift of faith into this room. I release holy faith into this room. I let our faith rise for revival. Let it rise for our personal lives. And Lord, for the year that is before us, we'll give you all the praise and glory. Now I have found through the years that enthusiasm and praise and worship is very closely connected to faith seems like the more excited you get the more faith you have seems like the more faith you have the more excited you get seems like one feeds the other so why don't we feed our faith with some holy ghost excitement right now and give the lord a high praise because we want to build up our faith here tonight we want to build up ourselves On holy faith. Praise the name of the Lord. And everybody said in Jesus name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight. Now it's quite an interesting chapter. This one chapter in the book of Jude. He spends quite a bit of time. Number of verses preceding our text. Delivering quite a warning. He says, deceptive men will creep into the body of Christ and they will twist grace. I said he would turn the grace of God into lasciviousness, turn it into a license to sin. That because of grace, you just do anything you want to do and God just forgives it all and loves it all no matter what you do. It's not what grace was ever meant to be. Grace is the power of God to rise above sin. Grace is the help of God to break the chains of sin. There's warnings against unbelief. 
a reference to the fallen angels, a reminder about Sodom and Gomorrah, a warning about going after the way of Cain or entering into the air of Balaam, idol worship, going after greed, going after reward. He rebukes in the measure of being clouds without water, having no substance, being shallow, being empty. Talks about trees without fruit, calling them twice dead, plucked up by the roots. He talks about judgment and ungodly sinners and murmurers and complainers and mockers. All of that in the verses leading up to the text. Then finally, he gives the solid instruction, no doubt intended on protecting the sincere Christian from falling into any of those things. So that you will not fall prey to the deceivers and the deceptive people that come into the body of Christ. And you will not fall prey to unbelief and and, uh, the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah and Cain and Balaam. And you will not be an empty cloud without water and all of this. He says, build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, either he was just waxing eloquent when he mentions the most holy faith, just a little extra excited about faith and added a few additional words in there, most holy faith, or there is something unique and uncommonly different and particularly effective about this most holy faith. This kind of faith that is the most holy, this kind of faith that is at its highest level, its greatest potential, you might say the very best dimension of faith. It's challenging that we will build ourselves up on our, we might word it this way, maximum strength, faith. Faith in its purest form, faith at its highest level, Faith in its most effective operation. Most holy faith. Now you do understand tonight that there are many different kinds of faith. How many believes you have some faith? How many thinks you understand faith? Faith is a good work. Faith is a great and kind of a common denominator among Christians. You know, the Bible tells us that there are many different kinds of faith and different levels of faith and different strengths of faith. I think that faith is a little broader and stronger than we realize. My guess is there's more to it than what we understand. Matthew 6.30 says, little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Weak faith. Romans 4.19. Lacking or incomplete faith, First Thessalonians 3.10. There's even a condition of having no faith, Mark 4 and 40. Then there's that ever famous mustard seed faith, Matthew 17.6. The prayer of faith in James 5.15. I don't expect you to write all this down and memorize. I just want to impart it into your spirit. I'm going to quote a lot of scriptures tonight along the way because I I believe the scriptures will make the atmosphere heavy with power and anointing. I believe the more we hear, the greater our faith will become. I believe the more scripture is uttered into our hearing and into our ears tonight, the, 
more, the higher we will build faith. So you got to build faith. Faith has to build up. I want that. I want that bold faith mentioned in 1 Timothy 3.13. That obedient faith of Acts 6 and 7. That abundant faith of 1 Timothy 1.14. Full of faith they were in Acts 6 and 5. The Bible talks about first faith in 1 Timothy 5.12. Every man a measure of faith according to Romans 12.3. Great faith is mentioned in Matthew 8.10. Continuing faith in Acts 14.22. The good fight of faith in 1 Timothy 6.12. The door of faith in Acts 14.27. The shield of faith, Ephesians 6.16. The word of faith in Romans 10 and 8. The spirit of faith in 2 Corinthians 4.13. Saving faith in 2 Timothy 3.15. The work of faith in 1 Thessalonians 1.3. How many's heard some faith here you already recognize? How many's heard about some faith you didn't realize was in there? Some of that I recognize. Some of that I didn't know was there. The door of faith in Acts 14, 27. The shield of faith, Ephesians 6. The word of faith in Romans 10. The spirit of faith in 2 Corinthians 4. Saving faith in 2 Timothy 3. The work of faith in 1 Thessalonians 1. Edifying faith in 1 Timothy 1, 4. Purifying faith in Acts 15, 9. Sanctifying faith in Acts 26, 18. The common faith in Titus 1, 4. Sacrificial faith in Philippians 2, 17. The mystery of faith in 1 Timothy 3, 9. The profession of faith in Hebrews 10, 23. The law of faith in Romans 3, 27. Joyous faith in Philippians 1, 25. Strong faith in Romans 4, 20. Precious faith in 2 Peter 1, 1. And holy. Oh, holy faith. Oh, precious faith. Faith is moving in every direction, in every dimension. There's so many attitudes and aspects and levels and dimensions and strengths of faith. And then Jude wraps it up telling us there is this most holy faith. There is this faith that is sanctified and sacred and dedicated. That's the word holy. It means sanctified, sacred, dedicated, consecrated. The word holy almost always has the meaning or the connotation of being separated for a specific work. Separation is always a part of the word holy. Separate from anything unpure. Separate from anything ungodly. It seems like holy faith would be purified faith. A faith operating with the purest motives. In its most concentrated and consecrated capacity. It is this faith that is holy, made holy by lifestyle, made holy by doctrine, made holy by praise, made holy by an inner cleansing of the grace of God. We're saved by grace through faith. It's this faith that can save the soul. It's this faith that can move the mountain. It's this faith that can overcome every level of darkness. Do you understand? Regardless of what you're fighting, 
regardless of what demonic forces are coming against you. I spent some time on the phone tonight with a pastor from way up north, and he was telling me about some of the things he's been fighting over the past year. And the longer he talked, the more I thought about this message. I was preparing it while we were talking. That faith moves those kind of mountains. This most holy level, we get to this dimension of faith. Faith can overcome. If you can believe God, all things are possible. I said, if you can believe God, all things are possible. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We're justified by faith. We're righteous by faith. We're rich in faith. We contend for the faith. So I believe God, but to what level? Well, I believe God, but in what dimension? I just read to you about, I don't know how many, I didn't count up my list there, but it was quite extensive. What level of faith are you in? Are you in little faith, mustard seed faith, weak faith, lacking faith, strong faith, bold faith, mountain moving faith? Where, where are you at in your faith? All I know is I want to build it up tonight. Wherever I am, I want it to be a little stronger because the battles are getting stronger. The obstacles are getting bigger. The devil seems like he's fighting harder. I want to respond with greater faith. Let me tell you what's happening to a lot of us. Psychological warfare. The enemy is battling against your mind. The Holy Ghost tells me that there's at least one person in this room right now. that You are battling feeling like God has rejected you. The enemy is trying to make you believe that God has rejected you and you are unsavable. Let me tell you tonight, it's not true. You are not unsavable. You have not been rejected. You have not been cast away. You may be out of the presence of God, but you can get back in the presence of God. All you got to do is let a hallelujah out. Let a little praise go up. Let your faith be adjusted here tonight. To say, you know what? I believe God does love me. I believe it. I'm not just saying it. I believe it. Let Build yourself up on your faith. Step up, up through those clouds and above that doubt and fear. And overcome that psychological warfare that the adversary, the devil, is warring against your mind. Telling you that you're going to be destroyed and there's no hope. I tell you, there is hope tonight. There's hope in Jesus. There's hope in this revival. Come on, we have three days of revival in front of us. We can build up. We can build up. We can get stronger. We can shake off heavy bands. How am I going to get more faith? How am I going to build up my faith? Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That's why I'm quoting all them scriptures and saying all these phrases. I want your ears to hear them. I want the I want the intellectual understanding of faith to course through your brain. I want the emotional experience of great faith to find its way into your emotions and into your heart till it is swirling around and the shallow waters become deep waters and little faith becomes great faith and timid faith becomes bold faith and, and mustard seed faith becomes mountain moving faith and, and we build up. Come on, you can build up from where you are. Your weak faith can get strong again. 
Your little faith can become great faith. You can build it up. Let it grow. Let it rise up. Remind yourself of the goodness of Jesus. Most holy faith would be faith that does not stray far from the eternal intent of Scripture. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So the closer you stay to the Word of God, the greater your faith will be. I know we live in a generation where they're trying to tell us doctrine is not important and doctrines are just, you know, the divisions of denominations and and doctrine is not necessary and they'll throw words like legalism and things like that around. But be you reminded tonight, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word. The stronger teaching you have, the greater word you have, the more you memorize scripture, the more you quote scripture, the more you read scripture, the more you hear scripture, the more your faith will grow and the more of an overcomer you will be. It's holy faith. Everybody say holy faith. I love preaching it here. This is a church that is a very strong conservative church, a church that believes in the separation from worldliness and ungodliness and walking separated, the doctrine of separation. Come out from the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. This church holds strong to that, saying that if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him, that all that is in the world is the the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And it is not of the father. And so we come into this holy atmosphere and try by the power of the Holy ghost to be cleansed and separated and made holy by the spirit of the living God inside of us. So that helps build up your holy faith. I said, that helps your faith grow. The Bible said, building up yourselves on your holy faith. You can build your faith to a holy level, living a holy life. Amen. It's not just about checking off rules. It's about building up strength. Building up great faith. Faith that will overcome the adversary when the devil comes knocking at the door of my house. Faith that comes by the word. Word that is forever settled in our hearts. See, the Word of God releases enormous power into a Christian life. The Word of God. The power tonight is not in the displays on the screen. The power is not in the beat of the music, the quality of the music, the quality of the PA system. Thank the Lord. The power is not in our performance. In our platform presentation, the power is in the Word of God. It's in His Word. It's His Word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. It's His Word that is a solid foundation to live on. His Word releases strength into our lives. His word is the bread of life that sustains us and the water that refreshes us. His word will release clear judgment and sound decision making into your lives. His word will unravel the confusion and make it clear and give you a heart of understanding with clear eyes and a clear mind and you will see clearly and understand rightly and you will discern properly if his word is resident in you 
if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you will and it will be done because my word will be producing the power. Come on, this is not magic. This is not lucky charm. This We're not involved in mysticism tonight or casting of spells or trying to come up with some magic formula. It is just the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. And it releases great power. The most holy faith is a faith that stays in alignment with the intent of the word of God. The word of God is the greatest power on the planet to produce a miracle in your life. So I would like, I need a miracle. How do I get a miracle? The word of God produces miracles. Mark 16 and 20. They went forth, speaking of the disciples, the apostles of the Lord Jesus. They went forth and preached everywhere. That's what we're doing tonight, preaching. Because the more you preach, the more faith is released. The Lord, they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Confirming the word. He's not just doing miracles at random. He's confirming his word. I got to get some word in my heart. I have to get some word in my mind. Spiritual power flows into, flows through, and flows from his word. The spirit of truth agrees with the word of truth. So where there's greater word, there's greater spiritual power. If your understanding of the word is about a thimble deep, you're going to have about a thimble deep power of the spirit. Because the spirit can only flow in proportion to the word. The spirit can only be released to do its work in agreement with the word. The spirit cannot confirm a lie. It has to confirm truth. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. There's this agreement between spirit and truth. The spirit is the power of God. The spirit is the flow of God. All the gifts are in the spirit. We call them the gifts of the spirit. So the working of miracles and the gifts of healing and prophecies and, and a word of understanding for our life, discerning of spirit and a word of not, all of that is in the spirit. But the spirit cannot flow deep where there is shallow word. You have to have word inside. It's the, John 14, 17 calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. It's the spirit of truth. It's not just a spirit that just flows, you know, handing out candy. It's the spirit of truth. It's a spirit of righteousness and holiness and all things right and pure. And where truth is, true worshipers are going to worship in spirit and in truth. I'm, I'm going to tell you something I believe about worship. You know, we always talk about the difference between praise and worship. Now, I believe anybody anywhere can praise the Lord. Sinner can praise the Lord. Uh, nature praises the Lord. I won't go into all that, but the Bible talks about the mountains clapping their hands and the waves roaring. I mean, nature gives evidence and manifests praise to the greatness of God. Just look at it. Anybody can praise the Lord, but worship, if you're going to be a true worshiper, worship is a response 
to truth. Worship happens when you see something you hadn't seen, realize something you hadn't realized, accept something you hadn't accepted, believe something you hadn't believed. When the word becomes a lamp, when the word becomes a light, when your mind opens up to some understanding of a scripture, you say, oh, praise the Lord. I saw the light. I saw the light. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Now your compliments are becoming a response to revelation. Now I'm worshiping in truth. And when you start worshiping with a revelation of truth, you're in the spirit of truth. You're a true worshiper. So when I have a revelation, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. When you understand there's only one God, That Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible. That he was Emmanuel, God with us. That Jesus was God come down to man. That Jesus was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob rolled up in a human body, walking on planet earth, saying, I am the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. I am he which was, which is, and is to come. Jesus saying, before Abraham was, I am, because I and my father are one. And while... And while the Antichrist spirit wants to take up a stone to stone him for making himself equal with God, those with a revelation say, oh, great is the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me. When I worship Jesus, I'm worshiping him as the almighty God of the universe. I understand that by him were all things created and without him was not anything made that was made. All things are by him. All things are for him. And by him do all things consist. And that he is the head of all things. He's the head of the body. Woo! And Ephesians 3.15 says, Of whom the whole family and heaven and earth is named. You say, you mean you're calling the Father Jesus and the Son Jesus and the Holy Ghost Jesus? Yeah. Just like me. I'm made in the image of God. I'm a father. There's my two sons. I'm a son. Been talking to my mother on the phone. I'm a husband. My wife's sitting right there. My name is Douglas. Well, he was the Father in creation, the Son in redemption, the Holy Ghost in the church today. There's one God, one Spirit, one body, one name. His name is Jesus. And when I worship him like that, I say, when you worship him like that, the Bible said the devils believe also and tremble. They'll tremble at that kind of a revelation. I said, they'll tremble at that kind of a revelation. Woo! Have a revelation of salvation tonight. Let's have a revelation of salvation. Salvation is not just information, it's a revelation. Born again of the water. And born again of the Spirit. John 3, 5, except a man be born again of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Ye must be born again of water and of spirit. The two elements of salvation, water and spirit, it's so profound to me. Because you do know the two elements that will destroy the whole world. The first time the whole world was destroyed by water. 
in the days of Noah, wherein like the like figure, baptism doth also now save us. There was only eight souls saved by water in Noah's day. We still be saved by water today. Amen. The first time the world destroyed, destroyed by water. You know what the world will be destroyed by the second time? Fire. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. I'm not even worthy to unloose his shoes. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire is a type of the spirit. So the two elements that will destroy the whole world are water and fire. They're the same two elements that will just, that will save the whole world. Water and fire. Water and spirit. I have a revelation tonight. I have a revelation tonight. It's not just information. I gotta hurry, but you can look in the book of Genesis about the creation of Adam. And the Bible says when God made Adam, here's what it says. It says a mist went up a mist that watery vapor of the morning the mist went up and watered the whole face of the ground and the lord god formed man out of the dust of the earth watch and breathed into man and he became a living soul water and breath so it looks to me like god put water on the dust and spirit or breath on the dust and adam came alive that's what we're trying to do today You know you are but dust. That's why we know if we can just get you in the baptistry and get some water on the dust and get you in the altar and get some spirit on the dust, we know you can be recreated, born again, just like Adit. Just like he made Adam. He'll remake you. Somebody ought to worship God for being born again of water and spirit. That's not just praise you're given now. That's worship. When you're born of water and spirit and understand you can be a true worshiper. I know we're all waiting until we get to the miracles. Brother Cole, my mentor, always taught me the importance of preaching the word of God before a healing service. Conducting crusades. Even to the point he preferred when we would go to that great crusade in Ethiopia, we'd have two days. We'd start at 9 o'clock in the morning, preacher after preacher after preacher till 4 o'clock in the afternoon and do the same thing on Sunday. He would prefer that we would preach the entire first day before the Holy Ghost outpouring on Sunday morning. When we wanted to have a great healing service, he said, we're going to enter into a great healing service. But first, we're going to have a message from the word of the Lord. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. It's not magic formulas and magic potions and, and magic words. It's, it's word of God. And then the word of faith, which I was mentored in by Brother Cole to speak. The word of faith. You've heard me do it many times, usually something like this. By the authority of the word of God. And by the power of the name Jesus receive it's the spoken word of faith but it's by the authority of the word of god so we preach word and then by the authority of that word we operate we preach word and by the authority and power of his word and his name we lay hands on the sick that they can recover so the more word we can retain 
That's why we're struggling with such little faith in this generation. The Bible tells us there would come a day and a time when there would be a famine of the hearing of the word of the Lord. We've got little sermonettes, the little Christianettes. I'll leave off the last of that. And because there's little word, there's little faith. And where there's little faith, there's little power and little manifestation and little miracles and not much happening. But the word of faith has become so powerful because it's spoken as a result of the gift of faith. And the gift of faith is given directly by the word of God. God speaks to you and causes you to believe something. You don't just, you don't just, uh, flip and point your Bible and you don't just, you know, uh, shake up some dice and see what the number is and you don't just, you know, look for a shooting star to see if your prayer is going to get answered. You get a word from the Lord to your heart. It's an example of most holy faith. It's, Faith on a spiritual level of purity. Faith that is not tainted with the desires of the flesh. John 4, 3 says, you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. You're asking for things that are not part of his will or his word or his plan or your destiny. And he says, so you're frustrated. But when you're asking according to his word and in agreement with his plan for your life, you're entering into that dimension of holy faith, pure faith. Holy faith is active faith. Say active faith. Hebrews chapter 10 would be a good study on active faith, especially 19 through 38. talks about being provoked unto good works. Isn't the devil so clever? He has turned works into such a terrible word in the church. Can't do anything. Sit still, don't move. Just believe and be saved. But do not do anything at all. It's crazy. Brilliant strategy on part of the devil. But James in 2.17 said, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead. Being alone. Your faith's got to work. Your faith's got to get up and go to work. I don't want lazy faith. I don't want unemployed faith. I, I don't want welfare faith. I, I want faith that is productive and active in producing. Active faith. Holy faith is unwavering faith. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful who has promised. It's unwavering. It's stubborn faith. It just won't quit believing. It just, it just won't take no for the answer. It just says, the Lord said it. I believe it. That settles it. And I'm just going to keep trusting in the Lord with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my strength. Holy faith is strong faith. Romans 4 and 20. I just realized I'm out of time. I got to hurry. Holy faith is strong faith. Romans 4 20. He staggered not speaking of Abraham at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith giving glory to God. Being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was well able to perform. I want to be fully persuaded. That's strong faith. That's faith that's, that's strong, that's overcoming faith. That says, I am fully persuaded. I am not wavering. I am not doubting. 
Holy faith is great faith. The centurion servant in Matthew 8 and 8 through 20, you know, he came to the Lord and the Lord said, I'll come to your house. He said, you don't have to come. I'm a man in authority and under authority. If I say go, he goes. If I say come, he comes. All you have to do is just speak the word. You know what Jesus said? I have not seen so great faith, not in all of Israel. That'll understand that it's just the power of my word will produce the miracle. The little woman came to Jesus, needed a miracle for her daughter. She wouldn't take no for an answer either. Jesus answered and said, oh woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto you even as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that very moment. She didn't even have to go home. She didn't even have to carry a prayer handkerchief. She didn't have to take a bottle of oil. She didn't have to do none of the things we do. Jesus said, your daughter's made whole. She believed his word and it happened while she was standing there. The miracle was done before she even got back there to see it. Holy faith. Holy faith will work in places you're not even there. Bless people you didn't even call up on the phone. You get to praying and God speaks to you and you believe and release the word. Things will start happening all around you. Prayer can go anywhere God can go. Prayer can do anything God can do. Prayer can be anything God can be. If you, have a, if you have a son or a daughter that won't talk to you on the phone, pray. <laughs> pray. If you have somebody in your family that you can't witness to or bring to church, they won't come. They just refuse to come. Pray. They won't come here. Let's send God there. Send an angel to their house. Send an angel to their car. Send words. Send witnesses everywhere. Till everywhere they go. Come on, you can't go, but prayer can go. They won't listen to you, but God can speak in their heart and speak in their ear and speak in their mind. Holy faith. Holy faith is growing faith. Second Thessalonians 1, 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is fit, because your faith groweth exceedingly. That means it can get greater, can become stronger. The charity of every one of you toward each other aboundeth. Your faith grows exceedingly. That's what I'm trying to tap into tonight. I want my faith to explode and to grow exceedingly. That's why the Bible said building up yourselves on your most holy faith. See, this is a building process. It's line upon line. It's precept upon precept. It's here a little, there a little. That's why it's so important we're faithful to church. Because we're building something here. These next three nights of revival. This, see, I come from the day back when we used to have revivals. It would go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And we go week after week after week after week. And, and with the power of those revivals was you could build up. You could build up. You could build on the night before and the night before and the night before. And you can build on the week before and the week before and the week before. And if you'll just keep coming to church and be faithful to church, guess what? You start out weak, but you get strong. You start out with little faith and you get better faith and stronger faith and bolder faith and pretty soon you got great faith and somewhere along the line we're going to get some holy faith. But you got to build it. You got to build it. The absolute most important key to building up on your most holy faith is praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what Jude said in 1 and 20. Beloved, 
building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Somewhere along the line here, you have to get lost in the Spirit. You have to get lost in the Holy Ghost. Maybe I can get a few musicians to start making their way to get in place here. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer. Now, 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 those of you that are used to my preaching, you have noticed perhaps tonight that I don't normally quote this many scriptures and get this deep into the, the word, scripture after scripture. A few scriptures, a couple bold points, and we just latch onto it. But when I got to looking at building up your most holy faith, I realized that if we're going to get to holy faith, If we're going to get to that level of consecrated, pure, undefiled, great faith, that's got to come by the word. I can't just get there. The word has got to take me there. I've got to become heavy in my spirit with word. I've got to become weighted with the eternal weight of his glory. I can't be shallow, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Watching with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And here, here the apostle said, pray for me. That utterance may be given to me. That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. As I, the more I studied this, the more I realized. It's like everything has levels. It's, I'm already preaching. I'm already ministering, but pray for me. That utterance can come and I can more boldly. Relate in release and make known the mystery of the gospel. I'm praying for more utterance. I'm praying to say things that come from God. I want things to come out of my mouth that are in such perfect alignment with the scripture that it is as though God had said it himself. See, preaching is a... The word of God, not the word of man about God. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with understanding. Stand with me across the house tonight. This verse of scripture tells us that we can sing and praise with human understanding. We can pray with human understanding, intellect, knowledge on a human level. Or we can worship in the spirit. And you can pray in the spirit. When you get there, you get past human understanding. You get beyond the limitations of the human mind and intellect. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we ought to pray. But the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. I'm talking about praying in the Holy Ghost tonight talking about speaking in other tongues as the spirit of the lord gives you the utterance this heavenly language 
What is this thing about being born of the Spirit, receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues? When you're speaking in other tongues, you're speaking. Your mouth is giving the volume and the voice. You're making the words. Here's the big difference. Your brain is not controlling what you say. You're just opening up your mouth and allowing the words to be formed by the flow of the Spirit. (laughs) Speaking in other tongues with stammering lips in another tongue. You stop trying to control the words and you just let them flow. Holy faith. Praying in the Spirit. Moving mountains, breaking strongholds, overcoming adversities, bringing down the walls. This kind of faith will see sicknesses healed and miracles manifest. This level of faith brings God's favor. Seeing loved ones saved, seeing revival come to a church, seeing families turn around. It's the faith to grow and be delivered from vices and delivered from addictions. I'm going to give altar call, but I just want to little say something before I do. I don't have the answer for a lot of what people are dealing with today. I don't know how to get people off of drugs and out of depression. And I've talked myself blue in the face trying to help people. And they'd be right where they were when I got done. I don't have the fix-all equation for everybody today. I'll tell you the only thing I know, pray in the Holy Ghost. You come down here and get lost in the Spirit. Lift your hands to the Lord. Get out there in the Spirit somewhere. Chains will break. Addictions will be broken off of your life. Confusion will be broken. Depression will lift. If you'll pray in the Spirit, holy faith will move the world all around you into a new world. Faith will make a whole new life for you. I got empty aisles and an empty altar. But there's a place up here for you to come and get lost in the Spirit. The kind of faith that will lead you all the way to the end. Till you receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Come on, we need holy faith. Lord, let us build it tonight and build it tomorrow and build it Friday and build it Sunday. And let this week be a week of building holy faith. When you get down here, get lost in the Holy Ghost. Close your eyes and don't open them up for a little while. Don't open your eyes. If you want to just move forward and sit in one of these seats a little closer to the front, you're welcome to stand, sit, welcome to lay down on the floor. But when you get to a new place, a little closer, close your eyes. Start talking to the Lord. Lord, I got some faith. But, oh, Lord, increase my faith. I do believe, but help my unbelief. I want to get to that higher level, that greater dimension. That consecrated, sanctified, sacred faith. this church in 2016 into holy faith heavy with the word of God bless these young men Zachary and Jeremiah as they preach tomorrow night and Friday night Lord let this night just be a foundation Lord let us get our feet firmly planted on a foundation of great expectations word of God be
every word they preach, every scripture they read, is building on this foundation of faith. To your manifesting miracles and manifesting healings. And the simplicity of faith. Woo! Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in other tongues. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speak it in other tongues. Close your eyes, lift your hands to the Lord and begin to worship and love Him. And you'll just slip right over. Open your mouth. Don't even try to control what you're saying. Step out by faith. Believe in the Holy Spirit is speaking. The prophet Isaiah said with stammering lips and another tongue. He would speak through his people. Get lost in it. That you're in this place. Separated faith. Lord, release the gifts of miracles in our faith here tonight. Release the gifts of healing in our prayer here tonight. I release deliverance in the name of Jesus. Receive you the Holy Ghost. I feel like there's people here never been filled with the Holy Ghost. You can receive it right here while we're praying. Let your hallelujahs become other tongues. You don't even know what language you'll be speaking. of the word of God spoken tonight by the power in the name of Jesus Christ I command the pain that is in your body to leave the disease that is in your body to dry up the growth swelling spots on x-rays disappear at the command of healing through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I speak peace like a river flowing through your soul. Joy unspeakable and full of glory flowing into your heart. Woo! Come, Lord Jesus, walk among us. Come and walk with us tonight. Deepen us. You're in this place. Deepen us. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness.
of the Lord Jesus Christ be healed. This aneurysm of the heart. I release by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I speak healing. I declare the word of faith for healing. I release the prayer of faith for a miracle. Lord, next time the doctor checks things out, let him, Lord, bring forth the word of confirmation. The miracle done in this heart tonight. I release the gifts of healing. I speak the word of faith. I heal you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By his word. Pray the prayer of faith, son. Pray it. The next two nights, both these young men, they'll be praying for the sick also. They'll be praying for deliverance. I speak the word of faith. Lord, real soon now, bring forth this baby without complication, healthy, strong, whole. In the name of the Lord, bring forth the joy to this ministering couple of childbirth. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, name above every name. Gifts of healing are all over this house. I feel the witness of angels of healing, angels of mercy that are here. 